No surprise, guys. This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. Hey, senor. It is a dimly lit room deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound, kicking off a brand new week. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. It's a ruling junta today, Jack. A committee, if you will. Which bodes well. We all know committees get all the important work done. Our uh, general managers this morning, uh, John Bolton, the president's defense, Billy Eilish, and of course the late, great Kobe Bryant. John Bolton makes the list? Oh, yes. Wow. Yes. By the way, and this is exciting. The New York Times' Maggie Haberman has broken the story that will end the Trump administration for the 250th time. (laughs) So that is the record. We congratulate Ms. Haberman. We've been talking about things that people, uh, uh, stories that people actually talk about in real life. Like, nobody in my life has brought up impeachment. Not one time, not even jokingly. Oh, they're about to. This is the (laughs) big turn of events. No, no, they're not. Right. Whereas yesterday, yesterday when the Kobe news was breaking, I was at the park and total strangers were walking up to other people and talking about it. Yeah, how interesting. What does that mean? What does it say? and adults... Total strangers coming to, hey, did you hear the news? No, what? I don't know if you're a basketball fan, but that sort of thing. Yeah. News spreading. Nobody ever talks about impeachment. Mm. Ever. <laughs> it's just I just think that's interesting. Um, oh, heck yeah, it's interesting. In terms of, and not surprising to me at all. What if John uh, Bolton died in a helicopter crash? Do you think then people would talk about it? Probably not, honestly. They don't have any idea who he who's is. Who's that? Yeah, if Michael Bolton did, maybe. Do he still with us? I don't even know. I'm assuming he is. You know, and uh, the uh, reflecting some on the nature of celebrity yesterday because of this. And how uh, I'm not as into celebrity uh, idolization as I was when I was younger. Mm-hmm. But I am in more into fatherhood as I get older. And my, oh, my first thought was, geez, he's got a bunch of kids. I didn't, I didn't know he had four. Yeah. And two of them very young. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Including one seven months. I didn't also didn't know at the time, and he wouldn't, neither did you, that one of his kids was on the helicopter with him. But, yeah, that's the first thing I thought, oh, my God, there's a, uh, a young dad. That's the other thing, too, when you get older. These athletes, the the ancient athletes, still the grandpa of the league. He finally hobbled off the floor for the last time. It's just like four years ago. He still was only 41. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, that's my first thought is a young dad. Um, so and that's you know, not what I would have thought when I was younger. The one thing I'm a little uncomfortable about with all the uh, pouring out of, of, you know, and I get it. I mean, he was uh, not only a sports hero, but a super prominent Los Angelino. So anybody who's, you know, a 
from L.A. He identifies as a, an L.A.er. Uh, I loved Kobe and the rest of it, but there were children on that helicopter, and I'm a little uncomfortable with the glossing over of the tragedy of the family that was with him dying and the rest of it. I haven't but heard that much. That's about, just me. I haven't heard that much about the rest of it. Was it a total of nine? Uh, yeah, yeah, pilot and eight passengers. So, who, so Kobe, his daughter, the pilot, one of uh, his daughter's teammates, and both of her parents. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. That so is brutal. It's terrible. And uh, you know. Um, most people don't talk about this sort of thing, but I'm the sort of person that does. That uh, the the last moments of that must have just been horrific. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, if the helicopter caught on fire like they say, the being on that helicopter and going down that must have just been horrific. Well, I think it caught fire when it hit. Um, I could be Is wrong. Is that the latest? It of- hit and there was a fireball. The other story was yesterday, but I know how these things change in 24 hours. But uh, that uh, would not have been pleasant. I, I didn't know. I, I kept hearing that uh, he legendarily flew to the Staples Center for all the home games. I didn't know that. Somehow mm-hmm. I had missed that story over the years. But So he'd taken a thousand helicopter rides in his life. In, oh, yeah. In your bigger cities, that's becoming a more and more of a kind of rich man's thing. Of oh, makes yeah. sense. Various buildings have now put you know helicopter pads on the roofs of them. You know, Manhattan is, is you know, yeah. lousy with guys who do that. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's the way Trump has gotten everywhere is, is, <laughs> his whole life. Um. Uh, yeah. Well, you can live forty miles from where you work in a place in an area like Los Angeles, where it'd take an hour and a half to drive there. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's on a good day. Yeah, on a good day, and you're there in ten minutes. Always. You know how long it's going to take. So I can see the appeal. God, what would that add up to in money? Oh man, you'd you have gotta to be, have I don't care money. You have I mean, to be extraordinarily wealthy. That's not yes. just you're doing pretty well. Well, yeah, and to own and maintain a helicopter is no joke. So you got to start there, and then have a guy to fly it, and the rest of it. So. I kept yeah. hearing the, uh, the the kind of helicopter named, I don't know anything about helicopters, but it must be a big, expensive helicopter to haul that many oh, people yeah. around. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not the tiny little thing I'm, uh, you know, taking out over to the Grand Canyon at a tourist stop. Doing traffic reports in. Yeah. Well, and Sikorsky is one of the, your global leaders in helicopters. I mean, obviously, it was a great machine. Joe at the helicopter desk. Absolutely. Working the, well, aircraft in general. Like to uh, know about gliders, they're amazing. No engines. So, any more details come out about that? We'll have it throughout the show and and uh, highlights and clips and that sort of stuff. And um, I'm not excited that impeachment starts back up this week. <laughs> Boy, I am. I tell you what, if you're a fan of the president, it's okay to be a little concerned. Things are getting a little uh, odd. How there. about? I'm just telling you that. How about this latest Fox poll out yesterday had it. Fifty-one forty-four, I think it was something in that range. Remove every poll leads with remove. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> some of them are a little closer than that, but it's usually um, four to six points toward remove. And in, among independents, it's a, it's a it's a it's a pretty big gap. Yeah, yeah. It's the the tremendous lack of Republicans that want him removed, but that's uh, that's something. A guy who. All polls show want to be removed through impeachment, which we've never done, mm-hmm. uh, would stay in office and uh, and get to run for election. Well, and I'll give you a brief idea of the John Bolton thing that I'm talking about, but uh, almost 50% of Republicans say, yeah, you probably ought to call witnesses. And it's an overwhelming number of Democrats, obviously, and John Bolton would be that witness and allegedly his uh, uh, book, which he's going to release in March... Washington is unbelievable. You cannot possibly have enough contempt 
for the swamp. No, John Bolton is angling to uh, be a witness in the trial, has a book coming up. Alan Dershowitz yesterday interviewed on Fox News, lawyer going against his own politics and uh, going to help out the Trump administration, and they introduced him with, who has a new book out called... Oh, boy. It's just everybody making money off of a book yeah. and working that into their TV show that is either attacking or supporting Trump. Mm-hmm. It is, it's sickening. It is the swamp. Yeah. It is yeah. such the swamp. Yeah. Anyway, we got more on all that stuff on the way, for better or worse, and some highlights from the Grammys, which I watched uh, some of with my kids last night. They really enjoyed it. Let's kick off the show. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Uh, very good. Yesterday, I texted you as soon as I heard the news about Kobe, and it was very interesting to watch this news story spread, you know, on the different channels and, and different things. But the weirdest thing was Tiger Woods was out at a golf tournament, and he had said in an interview, he goes, I noticed the crowd kept yelling, do it for Mamba. He goes, I had no idea what they were talking about. You know, I kept wondering why people are yelling this. Yeah. Then he finished his, you know, game, and then they told him what had happened. So it was, then he was upset about it. But it was just, it was a weird thing that he's wondering, why is the crowd doing this? Why are they yelling this? Yeah, that's an odd thing to say. Yeah. Well, and the way news spreads in the modern world, because everybody's got a smartphone on them. Watching it spread around the park among kids and adults. Just, mm-hmm. Well, that's how Kobe's family found out too oh yeah. boy tmz broke it before the, the oh, medicals boy. or the oh, any, yeah i mean that's rough there's positive sean who smile lights up the room yeah that's a uh that's that well i don't there's not much you can do about that if you're a celebrity i don't think no no the news is going to get to you from tmz before the local sheriff can call it's just the way it is how are you sean doing well i have completed my quest of seeing all nine nominees for the best pictures uh for the uh, the upcoming oscars that's what they are right the oscar yeah uh and uh my 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 opinions are fermenting they are in the lab they are, they are going through the process and the algorithms to figure out the your the, opinions are fermenting yes yes they um, you know got to carry the ones don't forget about the remainders uh i i am calculating on a on a big vision board what will eventually be the f- final uh prediction for the best movie uh the last movie i did cross off the list was jojo rabbit i will say it's quirky and weird and uh it, it, it this it, is the comedy about a, a child uh a, a youth hitler camp and a, a, a kid's experience going through that and it is uh it is a that worn out uh, sounds hilarious to me boy meets girl and then there's this yeah the other kind of movie. It, it's, hitler camp. it's quirky <laughs> and weird uh if the I will say, uh, not the official best picture, but if you're looking for probably the most enjoyable and bring the whole family and something, hey, what's something that, that you were going to walk away and say, hey, that was a fine, good movie, Ford vs. Ferrari. I think it's kind of oh. been slept on this past year. Really, really fun movie and something that it, I think everyone it, will enjoy. Judging by watching some of the Grammys last night, quirky and weird is kind of in in America because there was <laughs> some quirky, weird stuff. Charles the Entertainer or whatever his name is. <laughs> Tyler the Billy Creator. the Genius. Holy cow, what the hell was that? I don't like it. Whatever happened to the Letterman? <laughs> Four men in suits harmonizing. Exactly. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Monday, January 27th, the year 2020, where Armstrong and Getty and we approve of this program. All right, then. Here's the show, beginning officially according to FCC rules and regs. Here we go at Mark. You better than me, Carl. I didn't watch one minute of that trial. <laughs> it was like a four-day-long PowerPoint. This is supposed to be Trump's punishment, not mine. <laughs> I thought that was a good joke. I thought that was a good joke. This is supposed to be Trump's punishment, not mine. Why am I being punished for this? Oh, boy. Whether the phone call was perfect or not, why am I being punished? (laughs) That's hilarious. 
How does mailbag look? Oh, it's nice. It covers a lot of ground. Some a clever phrase I will commit to memory and use for years to come. Awesome. Yes. We'll get into all these stories we we're just talking about in great depth and insight as our opinions are fermenting on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Well, I like the Lizzo, and she had the most nominations, but you got to be playing the Billie Eilish. She had the historic night with Album of the Year, Record of the Year, Hair of the Year, Lollipop of the Year that she kept sucking on in the crowd. Um, Bunch of lollipop suckers. A lot of people, practically a child. A lot of people were arguing for canceling the Grammys, postponing them since they were at Staples, no, where Kobe Bryant played, which seemed happen. like kind of an, a, a meta-celebrity thing that was whatever it was. Yeah. And the caucuses get dumber and dumber. The whole idea of caucuses in Iowa. Mm, we'll interesting. We'll talk about that coming up. Too. All right. I just I can't imagine how it means anything. Anyway. Wow, Jack is against democracy is the title of this this segment. I actually saw a piece the other day. I'd seen it months ago when it first came out, but I, I glanced back at it. Too much democracy is bad for democracy. Oh, yeah. No doubt about that. Yeah. Mailbag is good for everyone. Here's your freedom, love, and quote of the day, keeping with our impeachment theme, Andrew Johnson. He was kept in office by the Senate. Do you remember what the final vote was? He made it by one vote. He hung on by one vote. And a lot of people in his own party hated him. But there was some argument, according to Alan Dershowitz, among those that supported him that... Look, if we boot him out for this, basically just a whole bunch of us don't like him for different reasons, mm-hmm. uh, then every president is going to get impeached, which yes. is the argument he's going to make this week at the Trump trial. Right. Andrew Johnson said, outside of the Constitution, we have no legal authority more than private citizens. And within it, we only have so much as that instrument gives us. This broad principle limits all our functions and applies to all subjects. Well, that, that's a quaint and, and delightful notion. Indeed, as uh, you know, every president since has shown the question of their authority pretty much is just limited by what they can get away with. Um, and, you know, back to very briefly to the impeachment thing, I think there are a couple of examples from Obama's two terms that were uh, uh, abuse of authority, you know. Um, but more on that later. Uh, da, da, da. Oh, we posted this at uh, armstrongandgetty.com. It's very silly, borderline stupid, but it's the famous scene from the Animal House movie where the uh, fraternities uh, being uh, held up in a hearing there and, and being yelled at and the rest of it, except all the heads in the video have been changed to the various impeachment figures, <laughs> and uh, and it is absolutely hilarious and stupid but silly, and it's at armstrongandgetty.com. I sent you something else, too, Hanson. What was that second thing? can't even remember. I just sent it to you. There are a couple of great new videos at armstrongandgetty.com. Uh, let's see. Here's, um, we'll say, from Carl. Yesterday, there was another senseless death. No, not Kobe Bryant, but one of our military in the Middle East. Oh, you didn't hear about it? No wonder. The news outlets went wall-to-wall with the death of some basketball player, yet one of our military heroes gave up his life for the American people, and we don't even know his name. I'm not sure you need to say we don't need to hear about Kobe to also hear about the the service member who died. Do you think they would have room for both? Yeah, here's where it hit me. 
And I, I get celebrity. It's always existed. In, well, it hasn't always existed, but it has existed for quite a while in the modern world. And it will. When they opened the Grammys last night and Alicia Keys said, a hero, I thought, ah, I can't go there. Yeah. If you want to say sports hero, that's fine. Yeah. yeah that qualifier, hero. And then I didn't, I didn't even know we had another soldier die in, uh, in the line of duty. Yeah, you can't you can't be thrown around the H word. I don't think with sports celebrities, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. And and if your kids think they're a hero, I think you ought to set them down and explain to them how they're not. Sports heroes fine. So big celebrities fine. Kobe, the number of hours I spent watching Kobe Bryant, I can't even imagine adding up. Right. But a hero's a little bit of a stretch for me. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. And then no coverage for soldiers dying. Yeah. This is a tweet that has to do with uh, Joe Rogan endorsing Bernie Sanders, which astounded me, and how the backlash then began because of things Joe Rogan or his guests have said through the years. And I like this tweet just because um, it says, his millions of fans couldn't care less what the cannibalistic woke scolds have to say. And I love the phrase cannibalistic woke scold. So thank you for that contribution to the... (laughs) Lexicon. I believe that's petty fogging. I will. <laughs> I will be uh, memorizing that. And just uh, this note from Aaron, it just echoes so many people I've talked to in real life uh, on Trump and the impeachment. I wouldn't vote for him the last time, but I sure will now. And I'll bet an S ton of people like me who wouldn't vote for him the last time will vote for him this time around. Wow, there's there's a voter I haven't heard. I haven't thought about or heard anybody talk about the people that didn't vote for Trump in 16 that will this time. People in my real life have said that multiple times. Multiple people. Wow, that's interesting. Got a bunch of stuff to look at. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So impeachment gets going again today, and um, uh, the president's team, the White House team, making their defense, which they started on Saturday. We can talk a little bit about that later, I suppose. Um, this could be a wild week. Could be wild. You think? Impeachment wild. Uh, wise, yeah. Joe's going to explain that in a moment. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Where it ends, I don't know. But we're going to sprinkle in uh, Kobe Bryant highlights throughout the morning. Fantastic dunks here and there, of which he has thousands, a zillion, a zillion. Yeah. Um. Uh. And um. Some commentary on that. My, my, I read this thing yesterday. Maybe I'd heard this before, but the, the great thing with my brain is I forget things that don't matter to me. So. Uh, so I can relive them again at any point. That is exciting. With every bit as much wonder as the first time I ever heard The them. proverbial hide your own Easter eggs, send yourself Christmas cards. Sure. Oh, this card is beautiful. <laughs> this is beautiful. <laughs> For instance, me last year buying the same shirt two weeks apart. Sure. Hey, this is a good it's a shirt. nice shirt. I think I would look good in this shirt. Yeah, that's what you said two weeks when you bought it. Right. I'm a crazy person. Yeah, yeah. That's my kind of shirt. Well, it is. Kobe, as a teenager, goes and tries out with the Lakers, and Jerry West goes and watches him, watches him for like two minutes, and then and he, and he leaves. That's all you need? Yeah, he's already better than any of the players we've got. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Which is a funny comment. Yeah. <laughs> From a guy running the team. Anywho, 
Uh, I'm not going to hit you with any polls out of Iowa. You know why? Because they're all over the place. The New York Times came out with a poll over the weekend in which Bernie was up by like eight. There's a poll out today with Fox where Biden's up by like five. Uh, Buttigieg was high in one poll. Alone. Just They're all over the place. You got like four people that legitimately could win. The caucus system is insane. Here's the number that stood out to me much, how, how, the most. I will hit you with one number that should matter to you. Only about 25% of Democrats in Iowa caucus. Mm. Only a quarter of the people in Iowa actually go through the process. So it's just a few of the few. It's a tiny, their it's a tiny amount of a small state and then a very complicated way of going about, you know, figuring out who you think should win in a caucus. And, and, and they yet, sh- cycle after cycle, the media anoint the winner by two-tenths of a percent as clearly the front runner. And more than that, the uh, system's ridiculous. winnow out people toward the bottom. So if you didn't finish in the, like, the top three or so, you usually have to quit. And uh, and they changed the rules this year to make it even more complicated. So I just I, I think there's no point in looking at the polls. The, the, it is interesting that you, the, you got such a divergence of ideas. You got a, I'm going to take us back to the old days crowd, and uh, steady as she goes, moderate, moderate, moderate. And then you've got the blow up the system, capitalism is doomed, let's take a look at everything revolutionary. Right. I mean, that's that. it's not like Gephardt running against whoever the heck. Back in the day. And they're all the same brand of Democrats. Sure. Right. Yeah. And and only incrementally different than the Republicans back sure. in the day. Especially because yeah. yeah. both parties were, were significantly more similar to each other. But so I found myself thinking about this just as a fan of um, train wrecks, which is probably an unfortunate term given the helicopter wreck we've been discussing. But um, just, you know, there is part of me that enjoys when the political system looks every bit as stupid and, and chaotic as it actually is. And I was thinking back to a Trump versus Hillary. Now, uh, the two least likable presidential candidates since they started polling these things. Um, But Trump, you know, his immigration stuff, I thought and a lot of you thought was great. But, you know, the mainstream media saw it as a little radical and the rest of it or, or racist or whatever. But other than that, I mean, there wasn't that much that he was proposing that was that, you know, crazy. And Hillary is an utterly colorless, mainstream, moderate Democrat, really, uh, according Who to just wanted to modern be standards. Right, but incre- bitterly unlikable. Okay, so that was what kind of rough for the electorate, right? We all remember how that went. There are a lot of people who are thinking, wow, these are my choices. Picture if it is Donald J. having survived impeachment, um... Probably because of the Republican majority, and we'll see how it plays out over the next couple of weeks, because Bolton is a huge wild card in terms of public perception. But Trump is probably going to survive the impeachment and, and go on uh, to the November election, but with people with little doubts about the Ukraine thing, maybe, I don't know, we'll have to see, um, against a dedicated and almost 80-year-old socialist... Who had a heart attack a few weeks ago. Who had, who's done great since his heart attack. If Biden doesn't fake a heart attack this week, he's a fool. Because it plays. <laughs> America likes the plucky comeback. It makes a difference. <laughs> right. But so you got Donald J. versus an ancient socialist. And Jack texted me, and, and I'm hoping you're going to share this with the folks, um, Bernie's ideas on taxes. 
it would tank the economy so fast you couldn't believe it. I mean, if Bernie and, and, and he got any of this stuff through Congress uh, were in charge, holy crap what it would do to the economy. Yeah, I mean, you would see the Dow drop by 40%. Well, they would a joke. throw on all those automatic stops. Yeah, and there are people that would disagree with you. I'm not, but other people would. But you can't disagree with this. He isn't about tinkering around the edges. No, no. No. No tinkering. Yeah. Change things completely. Completely different way of going about business. So, yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be exciting. Um. Oh, yeah, I suppose at some point later we ought to play the audio tape from the dinner with Trump and a bunch of people. Have you listened to any of that? How long is the whole thing? Like an hour, an hour and a half? I just heard a couple of chunks of it. Somebody was secret, secretly recording a dinner, and uh, Trump was dinner there. Dinner table events. Dinner, That's right, dinner yeah. table events, and that Lev Parnas was there. And I'm going to listen to the whole thing as I jumped into it over the weekend. It's just a chance to hear what people like this sound like when they uh, when when they think nobody's listening. It's yeah. Just I mean, just the general stuff. I don't mean the juicy stuff that supposedly is impeachable. I just mean the... It's a seat at Trump's table. Talking about, hey, did you see that golf the match the other day? I mean, uh, that sort of stuff. I just... Yeah. I found that really interesting. What yeah. I said to him is none of your business. <laughs> Credibility uh, ju- uh, statements aside, I find it fascinating that uh, Lev Parnas' team, like every time somebody says, no, I don't know that guy, they just manufacture a picture with them together, like Beetlejuice. Like <laughs> these people are just summoning up these these pictures and videos just popping up. Uh, man, yeah, apparently in the modern world, if you're a president, somebody is recording everything you do all the time. There's no such thing as a private conversation. Man, that's so. disturbing. Yeah. Get used to that, I guess. Well, you, we, we know. <laughs> oh, my soul was trying to escape. Did you catch it? According to 4th century popes. Um, so, uh, yeah, isn't that uh, Mexican beer virus, is it? Does it start with a sneeze? The coronavirus? Yeah. Out of China? Oh, man, do I have interesting uh, information on that. Uh, turns out uh, probably a bunch of bat eaters. You ate some raw bat over the weekend, didn't you? Well, it was the weekend. Yes. <laughs> I like it on a salad. Oh, I do. Chicken, steak salad, bat. I love bat. Oh, yeah, it's like uh, a sushi-grade bat. Who the, who the hell is up and eating bat? Cantonese is who, Jack. The Cantonese people. They're actually the object of some ridicule in China. There are a bunch of wacky sayings about the Cantonese. In fact, um, I've been to Cantonese restaurants where they serving me bat. Uh, it, uh, well, Probably I'll, not with what you order. I'm not going to use Eric's last name. It's not Jones, but I'll call him Jones. He signs off as Eric Sweet and Sour Jones <laughs> from uh, gorgeous Astoria, Oregon. But he points out... Uh, he's a knowledgeable man and or an aggressive researcher. Uh, he says, as in the case of SARS, um, which one particular source of the coronavirus, civet cats, stemmed from Cantonese people who love wild flavor meat markets. It's like just weirdo animal meat markets and participating restaurants. That is eating every kind of exotic animal one could imagine, including bats, but many others as well. The worst part of this is the Chinese government has warned uh, warned back then that these kind of wet markets, that's the term they use, ugh. Were, wet market. Yeah, were potential public health hazards. Oh, well, reminds me of a popular Chinese saying about the Cantonese and their eating habits, which I guess can be extended. Blah, blah. The only thing with four legs a Cantonese won't eat is a table. <laughs> the only thing that flies that Cantonese won't eat is an airplane. And I've learned since that this expression has grown to include the only thing with two legs they won't eat is a person, and the only thing they won't eat that runs is a locomotive. 
So I guess it's a weird thing. But is that a hunger thing, like they're starving, or it's just a cultural, we like trying different stuff? I think it's the latter. Okay. Yeah. And it's exotic to them, because sometimes things that are exotic to us aren't exotic to the population. Well, I'd say eating discussed. bats and civet cats is pretty exotic. It seems like it to me. A civet cat, by the way, is like a little, it's like a little jaguar-looking thing, I guess. I don't know. Um, uh, so, anyway, that's that's where it came from, bat eating. All right. Gross. I remember being at a market down in Mexico City. I talked about this when I got back. I don't know if it was a wet market, but they had all God, kinds I of hate that term. <laughs> they had all kinds of food and, and produce and meats and everything like that. And it was just out, um, <clears throat> like n- not refrigerated or not uh, covered. Not covered. It's just outside, and there's flies everywhere, and there's stray dogs running around, and it's muddy, and everybody's just tromping through mud puddles, and it's just it's just got. Everything that you wouldn't allow in the United States as far as cleanliness, cleanliness yeah. around your food, and wow. including raw stuff. Yeah. And uh, I thought, ah, how do people not get gross. sick? Oh, I'm sorry. This sometimes is, they do. This is one of our greatest hopscotchy uh, 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 stream of consciousness conversations ever. Mexico, speaking of Mexico, they had their highest murder year in, in uh, modern history last year. Mexico, which uh, Democratic candidates were calling for no border, taking down the border, free entry, is now the murderiest it's ever been. They had, I think it was 35,000 homicides. Most of them are never even investigated. They just say to you, hey, your husband's gone. Uh, We're sorry. We're not looking into it. If you want to, go ahead. I don't think they're going to say anything to you. Uh, Didn't Laura Logan say 98% of murders are uninvestigated? It was some crazy number. Yeah, yeah, absolutely horrible. There was a big march on uh, Mexico City where, uh, and they profiled uh, a couple of people in particular, but there was this one 14-year-old girl who's just trying to get the authorities to even try to figure out where her bus driver dad went. He was driving his regular route, and he didn't come home, and nobody knows where he went, and nobody cares, and nobody even looked into it. Yeah. But he's clearly been hurt. troubling. Oh, yeah, so that's, uh, that's the beautiful borderline failed narco state to our south. So, uh, coming up next, you want to explain why the John Bolton book and some revelation in it actually might matter in the it, impeachment? Yeah, it actually could, and I will. And not to Trump's favor, you're saying? Right. Yeah, it could absolutely complicate things in terms of public opinion to the extent anybody's paying attention, um, likely, which is difficult to say. Likely vote on Friday, I'm hearing, on whether or not there are going to be witnesses, and if it ends up a no, it could it could all end pretty quickly. Uh-huh. This could be over this week. Yeah, so I have one great point in Trump's favor, and one that's a little, little iffy. There's a little iffy. Okay. I kind of was a iffy. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. Oh. 
And it's funny, I can think of Kobe Dunks that sucked the life out of the team I was watching. Yeah. I, I don't think I was ever rooting for Kobe. I was always rooting for the other team. Yeah. And on the wrong end of it much. Lake a hater. Did an MSNBC <laughs> host drop an N-bomb while discussing Kobe Bryant yesterday? It did get bleeped by a lot of affiliates, and there is a backlash, and there has been an apology. We'll get to all that next hour. Oh, boy. We'll let you decide. We'll play it for you and let you decide. Oh, boy. So, old John Bolton, you know him? He's uh, mustachioed, uh, redhead back in the day. He's gray now. It happens to all of us. But he was the president's national security advisor for a little bit. Got a mustache, uh, if I remember correctly. As I mentioned, yes. Um, big, but like really big mustache. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's one of uh, America's mustache leaders, mm. really. But he, uh, you know, the the Democrats have wanted him to testify, but not enough to subpoena him. Uh, just we'll, we'll put aside all that phony baloney stuff in the House uh, for the moment. But they're, they're demanding and pleading that he testify in front of the Senate now. And he has said he will. He has been holding back on what he knows, partly because he has a book out in March. Yeah, he's and got his big, sh- exciting revelations will sell many, many books. He's got the show business gene, which is right. one of the reasons Trump wanted him. Right, exactly. But uh, first of all, let me tell you this. I took in some of the president's uh, people's opening defense stuff on Saturday, and it'll be going on uh, more today in the Senate and the impeachment thing. And I was surprised that they're disputing a lot of the facts, although I think I've figured out that they're just going to dispute absolutely everything. And uh, some of the stuff, to me, if you just concentrate on this, this particular section, which is a different thing, that's fine. He'll he'll last, he'll be acquitted, and it'll all vanish into the dustbin of history. Um, But they've decided to dispute everything, including whether... There was a quid pro quo you got in AA Ukraine. You announced an investigation into the Bidens. We'll go ahead, free up the aid, and invite you to the White House. They're disputing that that even happened. Now, Bolton, who is royally pissed at Trump uh, for how his stint as national security advisor went, according to everybody who knows him, um, and has a book coming out, now wants to go ahead and dish the dirt and say, heck yeah, there was a, we, we, yeah, we all talked about it. We'd give them the aid as soon as they announced the uh, investigation. Now, uh, to me, that's not that big a deal for reasons that we've discussed. Number one, the Democrats refused for eight years of Obama's uh, reign, including, you know, after Putin impeached, to give Ukraine significant lethal aid. And weapons and the rest of it. So the Democrats can't pretend that it was the greatest outrage in the history of mankind. They didn't care. Um, And the second thing is, I don't love it as foreign policy, but uh, you do this for us, we'll do this for you, is what foreign policy is. So if it was a little self-serving, whatever, I just, he's not going to get booted out for that. There's no way. But the president's defense has made that an issue, and Bolton is going to come in and say, no, the president's defense is lying. That absolutely was the deal. That's why, to me, as a defense, you don't even make a focus on it. You don't. You pretend like it doesn't even matter. Because if people start paying attention, because it's juicy, Bolton's pissed at Trump, and he wants to testify. If people start paying attention on that point, it could go badly for the president. 
Um, and and it, this week they're going to vote on whether Bolton uh, testifies. Do we have, this might be a good place for this. Do we oh, have, and I'm sorry, the, the transcript of the book had to get run through the government to make sure there was nothing classified in it, and they gave a copy to the White House, and it found its way, as everything does, to the New York Times. Do we have the trip a clump, a clump? Unlike that MSNBC woman who dropped the N-bomb. Because she's a racist. Uh, Trump uh, having dinner with a bunch of people, including Lev Parnas. Here we go. Yeah, and she's basically walking around telling everybody, wait, he's going to get impeached. Uh, just wait. I mean, it's, uh, it's incredible. Get rid of her. Get her out tomorrow. Okay, get her out tomorrow. Take her out. Okay? Excellent. Do it. So if you're into cable news, that was the highlight clip of the weekend from a, I think, 90-minute uh, secretly recorded dinner. That was the highlight that ran all weekend long because Trump said, get rid of her. They're talking about the ambassador to Ukraine. You remember when she testi- uh, she testified and got all teary-eyed about the Trump saying bad oh, things yeah. about her? Yeah. As Tucker Carlson called it, the world's longest HR meeting uh, was that uh, <laughs> that hearing. Yeah. Um, what do you expect any boss or any president or anybody to say if you find out you got an employee going around bad-mouthing you? Well, Every, you'd say the exact same thing. I'd say the same thing. Oh, yeah? Get rid of her. She's got to be gone. Get rid of her. Well, the embassy. Who cares? Of course. How is that a big deal? How is that a story? Well, exactly. Not only that, but there are uh, some very reliable reports that say she refused to hang the picture of the president in the embassy because she didn't like him and said, don't worry, he won't last. He's going to get impeached. You You can't have somebody in your administration saying that. Yeah, actively bad mouthing you to the entire staff. So, of course, he tried to get rid of her. That's a non-story and ridiculous. I would agree. But the Democrats are throwing absolutely everything up against the wall to see what sticks. Um, We'll have to see where it goes. I just... I agree with Michael Che's joke. If Trump did something wrong, why am I being punished by having to listen to all his testimony? It's yeah. going to happen all week long, and then the big vote at the end of the week whether or not to have witnesses. That's where the rubber meets the road. I think, and, and I'm not sure this wasn't a good idea... If at the end of the Adam Schiff show, the president's uh, attorneys had just stood up and said, listen, this is ridiculous. Uh, you know, you guys go ahead and vote if you want. We're not even going to offer a defense. There's none needed. N-word coming up next hour. Stay oh, tuned. Oh, wait, what?